When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Lydia Serrani. I'm sitting alongside John Katznatidis. We're in for Bernie and Sid, who have a much-deserved day off. On the line with us right now, we have Colonel Jack Jacobs. He is a retired colonel from the United States Army and a Medal of Honor recipient for his actions during the Vietnam War. It's an honor. Thank you so much for your service, Colonel Jacobs. Welcome to Cats in the Morning. Thanks so much for having me on the program. Well, uh, Jack, uh, we've had you at a program er- every Memorial Day for the last uh, zillion years. And and uh, tell us uh, anything different this Memorial Day than our, uh, than our other ones. Well, a bit. A couple of reasons why it's, it's different. I you know we're all a little bit older, and a lot of friends of mine with whom I fought and survived the war are now gone. And as time goes on, that becomes increasingly the case. And... Uh, the, the second thing is, is so much turmoil in the world, uh, innocent people uh, at the uh, forward edge of the battle area getting slaughtered by our enemies as well as their enemies. And uh, that makes it very much different. The world is a much more dangerous place now than it has been in recent memory with threats uh, not only in Europe but also in the Far East. Uh, China's expanding. It's trying desperately to expand its influence. It's becoming more aggressive. Uh, Our allies, uh, friends who are not allies, and even our former enemies are terribly concerned and are increasingly relying on the United States to provide some measure of security for the rest of the world. So, yeah, it's very much it's very much different now than it has been, John. And, you know, I feel Jack, you know, I, I feel like your family, and we know each other a long time, and 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 you were a Medal of uh, Honor recipient. Uh, uh, how many Medal of Honor recipients are left? Was we, we were losing a few a year. Yeah, we are. I'll tell you, when I was decorated, which was some time ago by President Nixon in 1969, uh, the action was in 68, there were something like 370, 375 living recipients of the Medal of Honor. We still had at the time a living recipient from the Boxer Rebellion, a guy named Bill Seach, who conducted a bayonet charge on the Citadel at Beijing in 1900. He was still alive. And the first dinner I attended after I was decorated, my table mate was Eddie Rickenbacker, the ace from the First World War. Of course, all those people are gone. In the interim, there's been a large number of uh, recipients, uh, and now there are only 64 of us alive. Oh, my God. We're something of a wasting asset. I think the last time you and I spoke about this, uh, there there were almost 100, and now— Yeah, I was on the board at that time. Exactly right. There's only one living recipient from the Second World War, uh, a guy named Woody Williams— uh, who manned a flamethrower on Iwo Jima as a young Marine. He is now 99 years old, and he's the only one left 
from the Second World War. I think we've got two guys, three guys left from the Korean War, and they're over 90. The rest of us young guys are all in our 70s and 80s from the war in Vietnam, and we have a young cohort from the war on terror, but most of them are in their 30s and 40s. I mean, they're not so young anymore, so uh, okay, we're, we're losing we're losing a few each uh, each each year, and uh, like I said, uh, you lost more than a few in the last two years, and it's horrible. Uh, t- tell me, uh, Jack, as a Medal of Honor recipient, and you see uh, some of the things going on today uh, in that baseball game last week, and I know Sid uh, Rosenberg was talking about it. Uh, the fact that. Uh, the manager, or was it the, uh, the San Francisco Giants, was it, that refused to uh, stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or something, or something like that? I think for the National Anthem. National I don't Anthem, know the yeah. Story, but I, I saw a headline on it this morning, as a matter of fact. It's fairly horrifying. Uh, when you and I were growing up in, in New York City, uh, that, that, that was never the case. We grew up in the shadow of the Second World War where every – Household had made a contribution to the defense of the republic, and as a result of that, we we knew what freedom was. We knew the price of freedom, and uh, we were as patriotic as they as they come. I'm I'm personally horrified at the actions of people these days who not only disparaged the United States, but also disparaged those who have served and sacrificed to make us free, John. Colonel Jack Jacobs, I'm, I was just reading a, like an, a disturbing, I thought it was a pretty disturbing article about how many college students seem to have some sort of animosity towards the United States. Are, are you fearful for our youth? I mean, what is going on in our country? I remember going to school and every single day we started the day with the, with, you know, over the loudspeaker. We would sing the national anthem, put our hands over our hearts, and, and face the flag. And nowadays, it seems like it's on trend that it that it's cool to hate America. Well, a lot of kids have been taught to do so by uh, by people who say that they're educators and are not educating our next generation properly. You know, uh, education is really the only way you can reach into the future and affect the future. And I'm afraid that. Uh, we're not doing a very good job at all, and we put up with the kind of antics that make uh, that make this country weaker and not stronger. Because if you, if you don't imbue the next uh, generation with the kinds of values like patriotism and diligence and and uh, and a sense of community, then uh, then we we will have to be fearful. And uh, this I think this concerns all uh, all people who are who are looking forward and hoping that the next generation can pick up where we're going to leave off. You have to be, we're going to have to redouble our efforts to make sure that this next generation is properly educated so far. They haven't been. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack, the one thing I'm concerned about me and you are going to be okay. I worry about our kids and grandkids and, and I'm really, really worried about all the things going on in the world. Uh, what's going on with our borders, uh, what's going on. Uh, every move sometimes Washington makes is making America poorer and making the rest of the world richer. I mean, I'm just worried. 
Well, years ago, uh, the people who were uh, who were politicians obviously were focused on themselves. You can't. Uh, you got to be focused at least a little bit on yourself, otherwise you're not going to get anywhere in politics, and you won't be able to get into a position where you can make a difference. But it seems that nowadays. Politicians are not necessarily concerned about big questions, about things like national security and what's going to happen to the next generation, and are only focused on themselves and their individual uh, views of things. Years ago, both sides of the aisle would get together, uh, and if something needed to get done, it got done uh, because politicians got together and focused on the important things. Uh, most people don't realize I talk to kids all the time and ask them about the, for example, the Environmental Protection Agency. Who is the architect of that? Well, Richard Nixon. I mean, it sounds like an irony, but it wasn't uh, back in the day because politicians, no matter who they were, were focused on working together to get things done. They're not anymore, and it puts our country uh, in a much more dangerous position. And like you're suggesting, John, it's going to make it extremely difficult, uh, and we ought to be concerned about it's becoming extremely difficult for the kids who are growing up now. Exactly right, and uh, uh, I really feel that uh, we have to take a position. And in New York, we have a problem with the the bail uh, reform, and and the tourists are not coming back to New York right now until we get our streets safe. And so many problems in the world, uh, Jack. Thank you for everything you've done for our country. Continue to speak out for our country. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you so much. God bless America. Thank you, John. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.